Hi, I'm Ricardo Deacon. Hi, I'm Orly Mutinas. And welcome to The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie that the other person hasn't seen, we watch it, and then we meet to discuss it. This week's film was chosen by Orla. Yep. It is Le True from 1960, uh, translated into The Hole, uh, not starring Shia LaBeouf. Uh, no, that's Hole. Shia so LaBeouf. No, The Hole was an early 2000s British horror movie starring Thora Birch. Ooh. And oh yeah, I saw him, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley and Kira Knightley's boobs. Yeah, that's why I saw it. Tim <laughs> uh, Ricardo had no shame. Um, it was directed by Jacques Becker, uh, based on the novel by Jose Giovanni. Uh, it was written by Jacques Becker, Jose Giovanni and Jean Aurel, uh, produced by Serge Silberman, music by Philippe Arthur. Cinematography by Ghislaine Coquette. Film editing by Marguerite Renoir and Genevieve Vory. Genevieve. Uh, starring Michel Constantine, Jean Corodi, Philippe Leroy, Raymond Mounier and Marc Michel. The synopsis is, four prison inmates have been hatching a plan to literally dig out of jail when another prisoner, Claude Gaspar, is moved into their cell. They take a risk and share their plan with the newcomer. Over the course of three days, the prisoners and friends break through the concrete floor using a bedpost and begin to make their way through the sewer system. Yet their escape is anything but assured. That's nice. Simple synopsis. And props to Ricardo for getting through some very bad formatting. <laughs> well, I have only myself to blame. Good pronunciation, though. Yeah. We both know that probably was all wrong, but it's just uh, the confidence that I ensue. Uh, and at least this week, we don't have somebody like Alex to point out how terrible I'm <laughs> The way you said am. it last week, it was as if she was glaring at yeah. you. She really wasn't. Alex is lovely. <laughs> I always expect the worst of people. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this week's film was chosen by Orla. So why did you pick this movie, Orla? Because it's cool French dudes doing cool crimes. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, like, in a way, this movie is kind of like an extended version of the heist scene from uh, Les Circles Rouge. And, uh, but so much better even than that sounds. Because um, I think, you know, I've said the word cool there. And, like, however, however cool this movie is, I don't, think it, I don't think it's a cold movie. Not that Melville is necessarily cold, but... I think he is. Yeah. He is. This is a different. This is a slightly different, in some ways, more conventional movie. Um, but this is kind. Of, it's like this is everything that I love in in a, in a thriller, and particularly a thriller of this kind. Like it's quiet, literally, because there's no music. Um, but it's music by Philippe Aurier. For the credits. We've got to give him credit, huh? It's quiet and like incredibly precise, and also ingenious. Uh, kind of like its characters really um, like they're there's just there's so many things I love about this movie but um, one in particular the, it's it's real emphasis and focus on process um, I think the focus of this movie is is kind of interesting because it becomes so much less about their actual escape um, until the kind of like sort of dramatic ending but less about their escape and much more about the kind of sheer human effort and, and of the endeavor itself and there's such a focus on and like just and how the camera lingers on like hands and faces and calmly following the characters as they like almost like in real time go about um their like this incredibly like their sort of day-to-day rituals and then the the undertaking of this massive like ordeal and like there's some just absolutely fantastic incredibly long takes like there are there's a use of montage in this but like that one shot in particular of, of breaking through the concrete and and like you're almost like reaching in to like grab the concrete yourself like you know it goes on so long that you're you're, you're you become like really involved in in the sheer effort of it um i think that uh it's easy to kind of like think of this movie as sort of like you know it's stark and realistic and um, and I think that although it does have those elements, I think that does miss out on some of the real cinematic beauty of the film. Like, it's this movie is so well shot, and I kind of forgotten that. And I was watching it yesterday, and I was like, Jesus. Like, 
there's just some absolutely stunning shots in this like of of like within these sort of like long extended sequences like that I, I love like um the incredibly long sequence of them wandering around the sewers work like working out exactly what way they're going to go about well it. like in the in the catacombs not the sewers well like yeah the before sewers it, is quite small. well yeah before they actually get to the sewers um in the basement of uh of the actual building and like it's such a long sequence and it's fascinating but it contains some absolutely stunning cinematography particularly the scenes of them um it's used once or twice where they're with their little ingenious ink bottle lamp walking down through like long this incredibly dark incredibly creepy corridor and they're walking into the darkness like it's absolutely stunning um uh, not that it, at the same time of course that it doesn't have a real sense of realism like in its use of like incredibly long lingering shots and like there's so much of this movie is just within this one room with these guys and it still managed to be very very cinematic and part of that is that he did I didn't know this that he actually insisted in filming in the actual prison itself <laughs> so that's the actual prison um, which I think is fascinating and I think that comes across it feels very real there's nothing stagey or set like about it um and I think like it, it, it's not just sort of like style and flash and it's not like, you know, and I don't mean this as a criticism of Steve McQueen, but it's not Steve McQueen on the motorbike. You know what I mean? It's, it's something a bit more level than that. And I think that there's a measure and a kind of a care and a precision to this film. And I think that it's, that's coming from Becker himself. And like he's a seriously interesting guy. Like I didn't actually know that much about him. Um, and then I realized all the many tie-ins that there are in this because he was like an assistant to Renoir. And I think that the Renoir influence is, is, is clear in this in certain ways. Um, but he was also, um, he was uh, captured by the Germans during the French um uh, the French occupation. So he was actually imprisoned himself. But for the like German a year. occupation of. What did I say? The French. Oh, occupation. sorry. The French occupation of yeah, France. France. <laughs> Goes on to this day. Um, well, similar to Renoir as well. The, like. Uh, yeah, very similar past. Obviously, like they're like um, uh, um, not contemporaries, but you know, obviously came like had a crossover period there. But um, yeah, I think that the Renoir connection is is kind of comes through in. in the kind of the, the humanism and the warmth towards his characters like and i think that the kind of the, the comparison between him and Renoir and then him and Melville is that that is the real difference that there he doesn't deal coolly with these characters like we really get to know these people like it's not it's not uh Alain Delon or whatever you know like as much as i love those movies you don't know anything about them and it works and that's fine we get past these characters they're they feel more real in a sense uh, and I love every one of them. <laughs> like, and what I like about this as well, like going back to Renoir, is like even the prison guards. You like the prison guards because yeah. you understand where they're coming from. You understand why you know, like they're they're decent to them, but at the same time, will not take their shit because they work in a fucking prison. Uh, at the same time, this is a very nice prison. Wouldn't mind really being in that prison. <laughs> um, they have nice prisons in Paris, but um, in nineteen forty-seven. Yes, um, but. Um, uh, yeah, I think there's some really great performances in here as well. And I think it's obviously fascinating that he chose to put one of the original guys from the original crime in the movie, um, who is brilliant, like really, really great. But I think particularly the guy who plays Manu is just, his face is absolutely stunning. Just incredibly expressive. And him and... Um, and uh, him and Roland together like when they first go down and like the physicality of it and it's oh it's just why like, I love the scenes of the digging and you think you would get sick of them and you don't because every part of it is like the creation of the the egg timer it's oh it's just fantastic um I love yeah like going back to kind of like the pacing of it as well and, and the focus and I love that they don't even start digging until like 30 minutes into the movie because you kind of think that they've kind of you know they've already started this you know they've they've, they've just got the poster taped over the hole when your man yeah. comes in but like literally they haven't even broken concrete yet yeah and like there are so many scenes in this like it's just so tense like there are so many scenes where like they're literally it's the middle of the day and all they're doing is hammering a floor and you're sitting there going <laughs> Like every single element of it like never in any movie has a plumbing scene been so tense 
also leading to the best fight scene of all time. You didn't think that we could beat the, <laughs> the double karate chop. I raise you French men slapping each other because <laughs> so many slaps. Oh my god. Like, and it's like the the kind of like fast pace back and forth kind of like Geo's like, no you fuckers. Like it, it looked like uh, like the fight move from like a nineteen ninety eight fighting game. Like the the you know that is like if you press down down B A like they'll grab the collar and then just do like a fast like the doubt scene in Street Fighter might pull that move. But, he was ahead of his time um yeah like there's just so many there's just so many things in this as well like i mean i love the obsession with food i love the like how much food is in this movie and like they point it out it's like all we do is eat <laughs> it's like it's so great and like so many scenes of them just sitting around with their little boxes and like oh my god that scene with your man with the knife it's just it's oh god like with the it's the, it's the fact that it's a fish it's like and then takes the container of the, like mmm smells like rice pudding knife goes in yeah same knife without <laughs> cleaning it and also like the fact that it's just tied with a little rope to oh, his body it's it's just uh, like it, it, it's just great I the really... way that he cuts the sausage and the knife it's like blunt as fuck that it's yeah. just going like that <laughs> on the table the table has all the markings of like a million times every oh yeah like... literally that's that guy's job he sits yeah. there and he goes through their food packages and seemingly they get a lot of food packages and like tins of biscuits and stuff yeah never more upset than when your man fucks the biscuits all over the all over the floor i'm very animated this week so he's just um, knocking everything over sorry. i really love this movie oh uh, anyways so i thought that like i mean there's just it's just it's it's also very entertaining it's very tense it's very entertaining um and i uh i thought that you should see it so what did you think ricardo Yeah, that's the sound effect there. Uh, well, like, there are aspects of this movie that I really enjoyed. Yeah. And there are aspects that I really didn't. And, okay. Uh, for one, just to, to begin, is that, like, I do think that all the, like, down the line, like, all the performances are great. And I'm quite surprised that most of them didn't go off to do much else. Like, especially the guy that plays Roland and stuff. Yeah. Because they have, like, great faces and stuff. But... Oh, other tie-in before you go on. Your man is Yeah, in... that's what I'm getting at. Uh, I, I was surprised that Mark Michel, who was in the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, and he has, like, a great performance in Umbrellas of Cherbourg mm. as Roland. Also, like, ironically, like, yeah. every French movie has to have a character called Roland, and apparently. And Claude. <laughs> uh, that he's terrible in this movie. Like, uh, oh. the guy that, oh, that plays Claude. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, thought... I don't think he's amazing, but... I thought that, like, um, it, it was the kind of movie that... All the other actors are doing kind of like neorealism performances that is like not showing, not mm. acting, even like a like a Renoir kind of performance. And then uh, like yeah, Mark Michel bit... seems to be in a different movie. Like he, he mm. seems to be like the leading actor in uh, like 1960s French movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, he kind of walked out of Cherbourg. Like. Yeah, <laughs> well, like this is way before Cherbourg anyways. But like yeah, yeah. even like Lola and stuff, like, it does feel like he's in the uh, uh, Jacques Denis movie rather than a, uh, than a Becker movie. Mm. Um it was also surprising that I read that Becker was dying when he was making this movie. Yeah, and he it was died kind of like, like two weeks later or something. After finishing the director's cut, yeah. And uh, like that's amazing that he was able to pull through. Like there is little issues like that I had, like, which is weird that the first like about 20 minutes, the movie is terribly edited. That like the, the shots are not flowing into each other, that you mm. can tell the quick cuts and then it goes away. When he starts using more edits, mm. oh, sorry, less edits. Yeah, like uh, yeah. you can tell that the, like that's the way that he, his brain worked in the beginning of the movie because it's like presenting different people, like even crossing the line and stuff that you you lose complete sense of spatial awareness or are you still in the same scene or not because mm. suddenly the sound comes down and you're like just watching like a close up of something and then it comes back up and the sound is back up and it's still a wide of the do, same scene I do remember being very confused about what it was they were doing when they were making the boxes because yeah. it's not very clear at the start no, so you can tell as well that in the, the, 
the first time that they were like probably was like one of the first takes and they didn't know how to bend the boxes and it's kind of like it takes them forever to do like one box and you're like what I the wa- fuck is I that? want that job though imagine how relaxing just, that would no, be no like imagine the amount of fucking paper cuts I deal with boxes all the time and work and I just end up with paper cuts I deal with like, boxes like I did like the movie enough that uh, I was able to get through my hatred of the sound of metal versus uh, against stone <laughs> which is like pretty much 99% of this movie um, I did not know that you had a problem I like Otherwise, the scraping of I would not have recommended this it's like even when you're like you know digging a hole and yeah, like the earth is really like even if it's just earth and you're kind of like have to smash the earth and it's really solid you just hear that scrape like it's almost like cutting through toast but like it lasts forever kind of thing that's um, like oh that, my god you, you know, are fucking what's his name in phantom thread like fucking uh, oh jesus but like but i don't mind it when it's like toast or whatever but like that, like for me it's the same reaction that other people have when uh, like Polystyrene somebody puts or chalk uh, or balloons yeah or... exactly but uh the way that i came at this movie is that i realized that like, about when bebo was around that you had to that you had back when bebo was stealing our the, data the, that you could do like uh, your own posts kind of thing yeah i would update every three months my list of 100 favorite movies which it's gone because it's in Bebo. But once I re- I remembered that there was like, out of the 100, there was something like four Westerns, uh, about Only six. four? Yeah, but at the time, like okay. this was when Bebo was around. Okay, it was first okay. year of college. Yeah. It was four Westerns, about maybe eight war movies, and then eight prison escape movies. <laughs> and they kind of like overlap with war movies because a lot, like the... Yeah. Like, The Great Escape, obviously. And then you have the Renoir movie as well, which is far superior to the, than this. That is Le, Le Grand Illusion. But then again, it's like Renoir is Renoir. Dude. Like, you can't, <laughs> can't compare. And then you have, like, Shawshank Redemption, mm. uh, Bird, uh, the Birdman of Alcatraz, with, uh, Clint Eastwood, which is a brilliant movie. Haven't seen and that. Um, I think it's similarly, uh, it's based on real life as well, Birdman of Alcatraz. It's a really good movie. Uh and uh, it's about the only prison escape that Alcatraz ever had. Hmm. Uh, and the thing is that, like, I think the uh, uh, the film was probably quite inspired by this one because it's all methodical and the process and everything. That's what I like about prison movies, like mm, uh, the prison escape movies. The, yeah. yeah. Even when you see like Shawshank Redemption, is like when you realize that you've been seeing the plan without realizing yeah, that the plan the whole has time been. It was always there. Yeah. They, and then it's like the poster. Like this movie doesn't have enough posters of Rita Hayworth. That's the problem. Uh, and Raquel I love Welsh. it when she does the hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who me? But I always confuse. Sure, I'm decent. I always confuse the the, scene, the movie scenes from Shawshank Redemption to the movie scenes in Bad Brothers when they're like watching John Wayne or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like got a penny. <laughs> <laughs> the but so like I'm coming like already with Goodwill and I didn't know what this movie was about. So I'm oh, watching really? it and I'm watching and it's like prison escape movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of little I, I gave a little whoop 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 when I realized that like way before they they announced that they have a plan to escape well yeah they're all sitting there shifty eating their pate yeah. Yeah, just... Monsieur that like looks like the spiritual successor of the, the little poacher guy from uh, he looks like so many people but like he looks like the, the, the poacher guy from uh, from uh, Rules of the Game like it acts quite like him as well like the monsieur guy yeah like, um, he also looks like a particular comedian your man is in wet hot american summer whose name i never remember he oh yeah also very much looks like him uh, but the the guy that looks like the spitting image to a distracting oh. moment but not like to their detriment <laughs> but like it's ridiculous <laughs> that sometimes i say it and it's kind of like, oh, it's a stretch and a combination. It's always but, a stretch. No, the, not always. But Jean Corody, the guy that plays Roland, yeah. is Anthony Quinn. He is Anthony Quinn. It's He's not Anthony Quinn. Anthony Quinn. Jesus Christ. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're on to a winner there. Yeah, like it's literally Anthony Quinn. Like, <laughs> like to an extent, because I, he, Anthony Quinn was in a couple Spanish movies and stuff. Mm. That when Roland showed up. Like the first shot is kind of like a close up, but it, it's like one second. Mm. I was like, "Is that Anthony Quinn?" I actually stopped the movie and went to Google, like because <laughs> I was just too couldn't even wait for the next shot. Um, Gotta make sure. Um, but like, so process, thumbs up. 
prison escape thumbs up uh but then halfway through the movie for the for the for from the moment that they say escape to the moment that they get to the sewers and start uh, doing the tunnel to go through the thicker wall mm. of cement that's when the movie picked up again for me mm. my problem before that is that all the other great prison escape movies uh, even the mano escapes as well which is amazing by robert Bresson, is that you have the plan you know or they surprise you the same way the Shawshank did, that you don't know what the plan is, kind of like a Ocean's Eleven kind of situation mm. that you've been seeing the plan but you never knew it. But when you they tell you the plan, you've been able to like put the pieces together yourself, kind of thing. The problem with this movie is that uh, it doesn't do either for me in mm. that that it's kind of like going from one to the next, and that lessened the tension for me because it was kind of. Especially because Roland knows exactly what's the next thing. Mm. So I think it would have been good if uh, he had told Manu what the plan was. Because then you're like, you're with them. Like if he goes, oh, there's uh, patrols in these rooms before saying it at that moment. Mm. So when they're going down, it's like, is there a patrol down there? You know, that you're thinking ahead the same way that they be thinking ahead. Yeah. But because in this movie, you're going like, they know where they're going. But you're blindly following them. No, so but you don't Manu know the... doesn't, though. Yeah, but that's the thing. is that I think that uh, that's a flaw, considering as well that, like, uh, they know that... It's not that he has no problem with it to explain to Manu what the plan is. Mm. Like, I think that it's kind of... Especially if they're going to get caught or have to come back or something, that Manu wouldn't know the geography of the place. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he waits until they to get down there to explain it to yeah. you. I don't know though. I think that like a part of Roland, you think that he knows everything that, that he's doing. But I think that part of it, obviously, they have to do the recon. So he's not sure. Oh, yeah. like uh, But yeah. that's the thing is that like uh, there is the first time that they go there. So mm-hmm. I, I think that like that surprise and kind of like making sure that it's okay or whatever. Like I think that would have been... Uh, because even when they say, like, oh, we have to get to the sewers, that's already when they're already down there. Mm. Instead of, like, going, like, before they go out, go, like, we have to not only go through here, then we have to find the entrance to the sewers. So it would have added, like, a bit more tension, I feel. like in I a... kind of like that it doesn't have that, because at that point, you're, you've no idea what's going on. And I kind of enjoy that you're kind of like Manny, where you're like, what, wait, where are we going? But I think it's a, both, like, a story flaw, because mm. Roland would have told Manu, because they're, like, peas in a pod yeah and also i think that like that's the thing is that it it is shown in a way like i think would have been made more sense if the film was going to be shot that way that if uh let's say when the claude goes down Mm. that he had known especially with the tension when they come back let's say and that they're like barely on time Mm. that if if it had been like shown from the prison side like the the first side time like on the on the side of the cellmate that they're like they know that the time is coming up Mm. and then they show up and it's like oh thank god they're here we were able to to get through like the the daily count let's say because like in in this is kind of like there's no tension and then they come back and it's like oh shit we forgot we didn't have a watch or whatever how do you think that there's no tension no like i think that there's tension when once they get to the to the actual tunnel part mm. because uh, not only by that stage you understand what their plan is and also uh, you understand the thing with like stuff like when they're breaking through the the the, the wall kind of thing mm. it's like so early in the process of escaping that you know that they're not gonna get caught there even though it's really well shot and more like i liked it more because it was like a character moment of actually yeah. showing people doing it and i really liked that scene but i didn't feel tension not so that much thing. when they're actually down in the tunnel digging i don't think it's more that whenever they're like going to and from the tunnel i think that yeah like i, f- I felt the, the actual there. digging is is less but then obviously whenever they have like their little cave in which just made yeah. me think of uh, the kind of monte cristo and priest well like i thought of a uh, great escape when uh, um uh, Charles, oh, what's his face now? Um, you're in, you're in. Ah, uh, oh, what's his face? The the guy that is in Death Wish. Ah, oh, fuck, Charles Bronson. I was about to say Bronson, and I was like, yes. When Charles Bronson, the the he has the cave in in the in the Great Escape as well, and they they had to dig him out, um, mm. from it. But 
like uh, and I liked all the the little planning that they have and the also thing in the bed keys uh, yeah. yeah oh yeah the keys <laughs> I love that so much though because it's like whenever he has this like shitty version of it and then he like files it down and yeah. you know, perfect key. it's like is there anything he can't do which just beg the question um how how did these guys ever get caught at whatever crimes they committed? <laughs> like that's what I want to know. Um, well, there's a lot of people that become better criminals when they're in jail than when they. Oh yeah, the all the time kind of that yeah. they have to like fucking come up with things. Yeah, but I I do think that, like a real high point of the ingenuity is like the thing with the beds. Yeah. Oh my god, and like the spoon using the spoon as a screwdriver and also hiding the mirror and. Oh then my the, god, the, little... the periscope. Yeah. Like that, like literally that 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 it's so much time spent on him going over taking out the thing on the wall taking out the little bit of mirror and you're like oh he's going to use the mirror underneath the door no he takes it over and he smashes it and then of course like the always the concern because you have to keep the place tidy careful with the shards <laughs> you know, yeah I like oh i don't want to cut my feet while taking a piss kind of thing i love like you know even though the place is kind of a mess how like they have this little system for like these men to live in this tiny tiny room like oh yeah, even like the, the the way that they do the the arm and the leg uh, oh, in cardboard God. so when they so, get uh, it's so so like simple that. but so perfect yeah. and like every time you watch it you once once you know you're like oh god they're gonna find out like it's it's oh that. There, there are really moments of tension that i enjoyed uh on um, for example like the, the issues that i really have with the movie that all oh, the, the other bits oh. are like nitpicking let's get to it i i know it's based on real life but the ending is crap the um like I'm, not, I'm not like i'm not a massive fan of the ending it doesn't bother me but it is a little bit like oh darn you know like it's oh for me that even like if you're doing the movie it might have happened that way but it would have been way better if like they got like the same thing happened mm. but while they're like about to escape like if they like start getting chased under the like downstairs and then they I go don't know. to the sewer I, or I something. do love that shot so much of the little periscope thing when he just yeah. turns it and they're all there because it's so perfect and then like the break and man yeah. were after everything they did and like making them get to that point where they're literally putting on their best clothes they're buffing their shoes to leave you yeah. know what i mean and then it's like ah well my my biggest issue with the ending per se though is um the way that the movie really doesn't like even in the little synopsis that is like the tension like of trusting this guy yeah and i don't think that perhaps because his performance i found it so weak but like at no point i i felt like tension in that bit of the movie which turns out to be the the pivot mm. point of the entire movie and also um like i, I did like all the other four characters but sorry i was just thinking last night now that you're talking about his performance and i was like the one scene in the movie that does not work and feels like a completely different movie is whenever he goes to meet your one yeah and i was like yeah no and then like even no. when he's with the what with the this? warden and when he like every scene that is with him it's a script the other bits they're just playing off each other yeah and i like that you don't really know what crimes they're committing like they committed it's like pure charging redemption kind of mm. thing that you know that they're 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 not innocent yeah they're for a reason but but at the same time you grow to like them and empathize with them and perhaps because you don't know what crimes they committed even though a couple of them are like there for the death penalty and stuff mm. so uh that even like the 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 main the three main guards and the 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 boss of the block they're brilliant as oh well oh my god so the whole plumbing sequence yeah. is so great and the, the way that Manu gets him to come back, even though, and then it's like... Oh, the point of pride. Yeah. Like, and the fact that they come back in and you're like, there's no way they're going to take these guys, like, and not a bother on them. Like, these massive beefcakes. And then literally one of them's crying whenever they yeah. leave. Like, oh, it's so great. And it's like, oh, go back to work in another place. But <laughs> that's the thing is that I think because Claude's performance, like the, the guy playing Claude, Mark Michel, mm. his performance is so weak that you never... Because I think that... You never it, see him as a threat. Yeah. And the, the thing is that also that you never see him as... Uh, like, you don't see him in the dynamic of the group that the other characters have. Mm, why do they like him? Yeah. And I think that then it becomes kind of um, a... It becomes like a, that he's a plot. Like, even the last line is such a good last line when he goes, poor Claude. Yeah. But you're like, 
oh who gives a shit you know like yeah, because and it's so well delivered as yeah, well it's such it, a like it's like, i totally get what you mean that like they are almost in different movies and even like when you have that shot of them against the wall and they're in their pants and like it's so like stark and everything about it and them looking at him and then it cuts to the other angle of like claude and it's like eh claude <laughs> and you don't give a shit like in the sense of like oh is he gonna be treated like a rat was the warden imagine, like uh, lying to him to, like, imagine yeah. if he was like you know because he is sort of like it kind of makes me something like Edmund Exley yeah say and you think of like Guy Pierce in that role and like you know it's not they're not that comparable it's a similar thing of how like you know you do not trust him yeah you know what I mean and like in the end he will serve himself kind of thing and like but you know it's it's or even someone like Ed Norton or somebody like that, like that kind of character who's able, who's like little and kind of, you know, that, but would be able to like give something. Like in Primal Fear kind of thing. The... Yeah, well, you'd be able to see why a group would bring him in, like almost out of like, you know, the pity of, of like, the, or this is the little guy, you know what I mean? He's the young little guy and we're going to, you know, and it, it's. And considering as well the fact that the crime that he's accused of committing, if you think of his performance versus something like Tim Robbins and Shawshank Redemption, mm. the, even though uh, Tim Robbins is innocent in it. Mm. But like if you compare kind of like the type of character, because everybody thinks that Tim Robbins did it because of the type of character. Mm. That's the thing that like no point. It's like an uninteresting character. And he's the character that you get the most amount of backstory. Mm. And, the, and, and the it's whole not thing that the backstory is in a way. bad it's not that the writing is bad it's that the performance is bad mm. and i think that that because if they the performance like matched in the group and also that like he had enough power that people are like that some of them are kind of like even when they he comes back and they're oh we'll trust you that scene is terrible because everybody else is like really pulling their weight mm. and he's there like and it's i don't know what his motivation is and it's not because uh his performance is so good that you don't know what the motivation is yeah, it's because he's playing got... as that there's no motivation and they're Shed reacting to like <laughs> yeah but like he like I, I do like his work with Jacques Demi like mm. I really like uh, him and Lola as well that like, he's the same character uh, Roland that like the song that he sings in Umbrella Shagerborg about like the heartbreak is yeah. the story of this other movie that is not a musical so, like, I don't think that he's a bad actor per se, but it could be one of those things that, like, it's not only uh, present in Hollywood movies that he looks like he has a face for movies. Mm. That, like, the first role is, like, the Matthew McConaughey thing that is, like, they just get somebody that's yeah. completely untrained. He, he's and definitely very in. young in yeah. this. Um, yeah, it's funny. I'm trying... Like, I don't remember this annoying me, like, the first time I watched it. And then... Because the second time I was, like... I was like, yeah, these guys, you know what I mean? And I was all, I'm like, I going into it with like such like warmth and like just, you know, enjoyment already, like getting to spend time with these characters again that I just kind of breezed past him, which in a way is like terrible because it's like he makes, so, he made so little impression on me. He yeah. wasn't even like offensive. He was just like, eh, he's not that important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because everything else around him is so great that it's like, then also consider that the one of the major themes of the movie is trust mm. and like the so like he's the pivot of that theme as well and I think that unfortunately because everything else hinges around him like the like I said that the ending itself minor issues but I think it's more like a pacing thing that the movie is so deliberate and mm. everything else and then like the ending just comes yeah a little a little bit I think but. I think parts of it are so well executed yeah. that I didn't, I don't mind that necessarily. But I mean, I think like you're... even in the, even in the time scale, the, the movie takes mm. place over like three days. Yeah, and like they're taking about like at least forty five minutes per day before that, and the last day it just like mm. fly. It, they even just the, walk it through. Like because I was thinking about this, like you know, the idea that they have to wait, like they've already been outside, yeah. and now they have to wait. And you get a little bit of that because you know that they have to wait, but at the yeah. same time, it's like you don't feel it in or the like way they, that you feel time. And the, then the, the, when they say you spend two hours in the warden's office, but it just it, it's a cut. Yeah. Like instead of in the rest of the movie, they would have shown them sitting there discussing what they thought. Even was actually, in. one of the scenes that really highlights that he's not great is after that, whenever they have the altercation, and like. You know, you're like Manu is 
so aggressive there and like he's just he's not getting a whole lot back from him and then he like storms over into the corner and the best thing in that scene is all the little looks that they give each other of kind of like gotta go over there now man you know what I mean and he's like sorry (laughs) which just makes you think of that Guinness ad where Michael Fassbender swims across the Atlantic Ocean to go to the thing in Boston or New York and tell his friend (laughs) sorry I didn't make it to didn't give you a ticket to the All-Ireland final was that it no, he just says sorry, and then they have Guinness. That's it. <laughs> well, like Guinness starts every like sense of apology. It's but it's got because that they song. To... Um, <laughs> that was a great ad. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, the, the, yeah, it has that song that like it could have. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. That is like that kind of song that wouldn't be out of place in a Vodafone ad either oh my god yes yes 100% back whenever Vodafone used to make those ads with those like one hit wonders (laughs) or like fucking uh, Pete Doherty and Wolfman you know like um, this song's for lovers running away with you it's all Back on the, the whenever mobile networks were, <laughs> and then but yeah, like I, I think that it was also like a, a missed opportunity. Also dealing with history, even the the way the the uh, the Becker and Renoir were in the resistance and were arrested during the resistance, whatever. Mm. That I've read a lot about people in jail and stuff like not in jail per se but like post occupation france that is like really interesting about like the rebuilding of um society when everybody's like blaming each other for like not doing enough during german occupation yeah and the movie set in and 1947 kind of thing and yeah, then it's I like thought about that yesterday because of the sheer amount of movies around this time post pre during war that we've watched particularly in like occupied countries and I, I kind of thought about it yesterday and i was like i don't i feel like they could have had a very like a, a, a level underneath of it it could have existed as a presence but i i'm glad that he didn't tackle it head on well like i don't think like tackling head on not I even head like, on but like, you know like, like a, obliquely even like yeah. a little reference just to like put like other audience and also like for the the life of those characters like they like some of them probably were uh, in the army as a reservist and probably had been in jail for the war or yeah. in a way as well like when you're under occupation you're pretty much in jail in your own home mm. so it's kind of like the changeover from that to being in an actual jail like a year like two years after because it's not even like italy or like if you're sicilian the uh sicily got liberated in 1943 so you have four years to like deal with that like the paris was liberated like two years before these guys went to jail for this like at least you Mm. know so it's and it's kind of like the reorganization of also like was there anybody in that jail that was put in because like committing a crime but during the occupation yeah what's that crossover there what happens to those people you know like how do you deal with that in the years afterwards directly afterwards as well and I think that something that the film also didn't have that I thought that was a missed opportunity is like interaction with the rest of the prisoners Mm. because you see like this kind of is that I think that's something like um Shawshank and uh, uh, films that are like criminal prison, not um, not military prison, because it's a complete different. Uh, well, it's a different, it's a different kind of vibe, thing. yeah. But uh, uh, in these movies, there's always uh, they show also the dark side, like criminals that should be in jail. Mm. You know what I mean? And then also how you survive, especially like this guy that like says that he's innocent mm. of the crime that he's accused of. And you're like surrounded by like hardened criminals and you just looked out that you're like in the cell with like four sound lads. Mm. You know, like he's like the fifth Beatle there. Um, <laughs> I suppose like at that point he's already been in prison for a while. So it's not that he's like totally green. Not like he's uh, completely green. Like he's been like in the, the other cell kind of thing, but mm. still... Yeah, the, uh, he's still a baby. Yeah, they're like... He's not like the rest of them who are like going through the appeals process. They've been there so long. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, like I, he hasn't even been to the fucking like to judgment yet. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, like the interaction with the other prisoners. Um, I think could have been. I don't know when they would have had the time to do it. 
to do it well you know what I mean like within this time frame where we're already dedicating so much time to the actual process of getting out like but like they did so much well with the plumbers with one but two little scenes like mm. I'm not saying that like and the prison guards kind of, even yeah. even like the um like the head of their not not the guy they interact with all the time but the, the guy who's like head, the head of, of the block, block. yeah, yeah the, like that guy he in. was so brilliant he's literally in that oh my god like that whole thing <laughs> where he just brings the plumbers back and then just yeah. locks the door you know he's clearly outside oh give it three minutes cool 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 all right all sorted lads yeah like you know he has that really short scene and he he's he's fantastic so yeah maybe you're right i think that they could have added a bit more of a dimension to it yeah i think is that uh it would ma- would have made the jail feel like uh feel like a, a more populated space than well, you it do is have this. the thing where they're passing the packages along and yet another ingenious thing yeah. with the brush and the string and everything so but then it's kind of straight away afterwards it's kind of like that scene should have been somewhere else in the movie or not at all because straight away they go like they hear them banging against the fucking wall like with their fists mm. and then it's like they, they they're like oh we were busy for the next two t- like 20 minutes or an hour and then they're like fucking destroying like their floor and the guys next to in the next room are not going the next day going like oh, what were you doing yourself mate you know, like they would have yeah. noticed that. <laughs> and it's just because they presented that. If they didn't present that, would go like, okay, they can't hear what's in the next cell yeah. because concrete or whatever. But like two minutes before, they go like, I can hear a knock on the wall. <laughs> and that is like... But like it was ingenious the way they were passing the, oh, the, the so drugs and the, uh, the message. Yeah. But they're also like... Uh, like uh, That's the weird thing about this movie was always like so everybody's so amenable you know like yeah. even like fucking green mile <laughs> you a, have violence you know that's like, what i'm saying is that like this is a very nice prison <laughs> like not nice because obviously they have a tiny room where they don't have proper beds and they don't seem to feed them either i noticed other, oh, than, they get the, other than their soup and then obviously they have their like nice food packages but there was never an evening meal i find we're just like Hmm. Well, like I well, think it was the uh, they they probably did the 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 thing that you're allowed to get all the packages with food because well, you're obviously you're in prison; thing. they're not feeding you well, anyways. And it's France; you got to get your salami yeah. and your your smoked herring and your. When he was cutting the 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 the, the, <laughs> the butter, the, sa- the sausages and the, the butter, it reminded me of the the prison scene in the Grand Budapest Hotel when it's like the the really the oh really my god the cake. box yeah that they have the. <laughs> He really, the really want to see I Love Dogs. Um, just listening to about the animation process of that movie. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, like I, oh, he's cutting up the butter as well. Like, it, <laughs> and there's so much of like close-ups of people cutting and eating bread. Yeah. and spreading things on bread. This movie made me so hungry. <laughs> like, oh, and the, it's like oh, duck liver pate. <laughs> it's oh. like oh, somebody's fancy oh. here. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it is a disgracefully nice present in, in all, in like, in, in, a, in a kind of a... Also, you know, like, their nice little tap with the thing yeah. on the wall. It was like, that's quite fancy for 1945. And then you have, like, uh, the, the guy that is playing the... Was a Zhao that is like Zhou. that he doesn't want. He's not even gonna do the escape, but he's like I have to pull my weight oh, because he's, uh, he becomes such a great character because yeah. you're like, oh, he's such an asshole. And then it's like you kind of understand. It's like, oh no, this is why they like him because he has honor. Like the no, rest but like of I them. never thought that he was an asshole. I thought that not he was an asshole. Kind of like... Just like come on, Joe, fucking pull your weight there. Like you know, get up, make some boxes. But he's he has like oh, he's not a subtle. He's another really great performance. Like because. Even before, like, they're in the, the tunnel or whatever, um, uh, like, him and the fight as well, where he's, he's like, willing to fucking fight for, you know, and you really see that the as as it progresses, even before they get to the proper digging of, like, the real camaraderie of, like, the, the lads, you know, yeah. and, like, how how they're able to exist within this little space and that they all have their little role of like you know joker you know and it's it they're all it's also just well played and even though they're they're kind of like playing particular characters they all feel so like lived in and that's the thing that is like and then you have fucking mark myself (laughs) you really hate him no, like, like I said, I like him as an actor, but in mm. this, like, the problem I is see, that he's acting. He's acting when I everybody else. I don't remember liking him that much in the Umbrellas of Sherbrooke because but, I he's was... perfect for the part. Like, yeah. he's meant to be kind of being the straight wooden guy that is like compared to Guy Wild kind of thing. Yeah, like he plays the part to perfection. 
Like he does what the like maybe that regardless was of what you want to do. Yeah, but like in Lola, he has a a big kind of uh uh like oppressive love affair that he has no way like as a character to mm. show that much emotion. But he's like filled with emotion, and Demi is a good director to get that. Mm. I think not to to lessen Becker's work in this, like, because clearly by everybody else in the movie, and considering that most of them are non-actors mm. or, like, never made a big somewhere else, that, like, this is him getting those performances. I think this is kind of, you know, it, it was a personal project yeah. for him. The fact that he made it, like, as he was dying, literally, like, and it's not, it wasn't a small undertaking, this yeah. movie. And, you know, like, even refusing to do it in a, in a set, like, you know, really honoring the story. It feels like Kubrick's eyes wide shut, almost, like, they you can see that it's like a final the statement last kind passion of thing. project yeah the last the last gasp literally yeah. but what i feel with, with it's all like, michelle's fault like mark michelle's performance like not only performances appearance in this movie weeks of like studio interference that if it was hollywood um. i would like say that it's like okay you have no other big actors you have to have an actor Mm. to market this movie you know even the way like, he looks like yeah. in comparison to the rest of them like, and the it's other, like... they they feel like extras in another movie mm. like in a good way like i'm saying that like they you wouldn't see they they have what i call sergio leone faces mm. that even though like roland looks like anthony quinn and he looks like fucking anthony quinn's cousin who's actually a mechanic yeah you know yeah no you obviously like you know as a mechanic but like you know it's uh, and also anthony quinn does not look like a hollywood star i have no idea how he had a career in the 50s (laughs) um yeah like it's that's it's so interesting like that the more i think about it the more i think that you are right i still i don't think it bothers me as much as as it bothered you but i think it's that probably because you watched the first time and you didn't get it like well, not, not that you didn't get it it's that you, yeah. you didn't feel didn't, straight away like i did yeah it then didn't, i was paying attention it, yeah, to it kind yeah yeah no that 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 didn't happen for me at all i was just kind of like eh. and then obviously whenever i watched it i didn't know who he was either so it wasn't even that it was like i had an association with him or anything i just didn't really connect with him but didn't really have a problem with it which is kind of both a strength and a weakness because obviously you should connect with the you know one of yeah. the main characters and the person who the fucking story turns on um but uh, yeah, look, it it is interesting. Like, what what happened there? I would love to know because it's funny that you say studio interference, and it's like, hmm, small budget French movie in the sixties, probably not. But it is like you so have feels, a producer yeah, that goes feels, like it feels like something happened. But like even in independent movies, like mm. in America, they go, oh yeah, goes there's always you get like a C list actor just to there's to always have somebody. The, uh, sorry, I'm doing puppet strings yeah. uh, movements. <laughs> Like it's, it's extremely well shot for the 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 most part, and even ingenious in the way like how they were able to shoot with the equipment at the time, like mm. even the periscope and like the definition that they have on it's, the periscope. It's really like it's astonishing, and like it's because otherwise that would not work at yeah. all. So like it's it's really well done. And then it's like also when they're opening the doors, like in the, in between, like when they're going from corridor to corridor. Yeah. That I'm like, dudes, like, just don't fucking do it that way. <laughs> like, wouldn't you just, like, if you're in that position, like, not criticizing the movie, I was just frustrated with the characters because I was getting I nervous like, with them. How are they not more scared? I was more like, they're just walking blindly well, like, into it, rooms. Well, this is not an American prison that you get shot on site, and they're not black. Yeah, but they still get caught, Ricardo, and then they get put yeah, in but like, the hole. Yeah, but like if they get caught, like uh, like even in the end of the movie or whatever, it's like it's not the same repercussions. And I think it is might no. be an issue with the movie. Not that I think, think about it. You think the stakes it. are not high enough? Yeah, like it's not like fucking Shawshank that if he doesn't, if he gets caught, like the, he has to deal with that warden and mm. with the sisters and with whatever. That I think that like. But, like, it, it does mimic the way that they're acting. And I think that, it, like, in this movie, that they don't have fear, per se. Of that no, kind of thing. no, it's, more it's, like... it's stress, I think. Yeah. And even whenever they come into the room and you think they're going to find the yeah. hole, like, 
they're all like eh. but even afterwards like they're, he's leaning they're, on the box oh like, my god your... that guy he's so brilliant but like you know oh i, I love his banter as well and like it's it, oh it's just it's it's so terrible oh when but... the, when joe gets up to like pick up the the cleaning supplies and he goes like oh you heard the only one awake and he goes yeah like uh, somebody has to do work around here and <laughs> the like, guard is like yeah, you yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> he knows them all um yeah it, 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 but he, like after that that when they leave and the door locks and they're all like whew they're gone they're not like oh my god you know they're just like well I thought we were done for you know yeah. it's it's I know I know what you mean that the stakes aren't quite as high but it I don't think that lessens the tension to, like to you know to well like I don't, I don't think either and like that's what I'm saying like they're performing to mm, yeah. like to the level yeah, of stakes yeah, it's that not, there is it's not it's not nothing is up yeah. to 11 in this movie and that's why other than well not that Michelle is up to 11 he's just like the problem is that he's, the problem is that he's like on like one or something he's like <laughs> everybody else is like motoring along and there's somebody like like when the shot cuts out from him, there's somebody just like yanking the ends and going like, come on, work, motherfucker. It's like, you get the little like sound when the, the motor doesn't catch, you know, it, like in movies when they're trying to start a boat or something that you just, or like a, a lawnmower. Yeah. And you just hear the, the, the rope inside, like the, the, the engine spinning, but nah. but they're like not catching, let's say the combustion, uh, not going anywhere. Yeah, he cool. he has uh, the cool. the performance of a lawnmower that doesn't start up, um, okay. but okay. the others are like fucking like this straight story like they're just humming around. along, humming yeah. along. But but like not to like even little moments like when the, he himself and uh, and I think it's Manu at the time or Joe I can't remember which one of the two that they yeah. go through the sewers and they're jumping around to get and they find oh, the, Manu. the like they go out kind of thing yeah. And then, um, and also like their friendship, that he's like, oh, I thought you, we were friends or whatever. When Manu accuses him, it's mm. like nowhere in the movie. Like, uh, did I see that? See, see that? But it would have been there had it not been for Michelle. Yeah. On that note, what was your favorite thing, Ricardo? I think it's probably like, uh, even though I think that the beginning, the editing is kind of all over the place. Eventually, mm. when it, it finds a rhythm, for the most part, it is like. Uh, like for a movie like that goes together with the the way that the film is shot but like for a movie that like so little happens and also that so much of it is like lingering and it's this really like slow paced movie not criticizing mm, I like it no, because it, of it yeah and uh, that's like I, I really was impressed that it, like uh, it made me ri- riveted even with the issues I had of like tension and stuff Mm. that like at no point I felt bored mm. like I just didn't feel it doesn't feel as long kind of as thing. it is at yeah, all. Yeah. like it's over two hours and it doesn't feel it you know and considering that realistically nothing really happens yeah. <laughs> like they dig the hole and they don't get out <laughs> like yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> but um yeah yeah I know what you mean what was your favourite thing um it's probably like joint between the performances of the main guys and the cinematography because it it like but then also the 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 focus on the process and just many things yeah (laughs) um well like i I must admit watching it i was like this is pure orla like this is a hundred percent orla i know (laughs) i was like i feel like he's gonna hate it i'm gonna be like uh um no, I mean, it's not a film that's, like, incredibly precious to me, but yeah. I just enjoy it so much. And it's like, I must make my dad watch this, actually. I think my dad would appreciate this as well. But, like, um, if it wasn't French as well, I'd pick, like, Army of Shadows next. Yeah. But, like, I had to... Uh, fucking easy, accessible, one, like, fucking... Ugh, that can, I blame film school for this. Yeah. Um, it's funny, though, actually, because um, how little scene this is. Well, like, given... It's kind of, like, because I think... I think it's like a kind of uh, the problem with this movie is that it came out two years before the Nouveau Vague, so like yeah, uh, like it's it's kind, kind of fell of, in between a little, and yeah, obviously it, he wasn't a very prolific director. Yeah, either. and it's the same as like Melville or something that mm. like yeah, then Melville and Brisson like were masters and kind of because they were worshipped by the Nouveau Vague, like they were reappraised and got like wide release, let's say. Yeah. But within France, like this was like didn't do like financially that much but like it was critically uh, yes. lauded and stuff best french movie of all time jean-pierre melville 
<laughs> or was that Truffaut that said that? Can't remember. But high price for both, though. Yeah, but uh, like <laughs> Melville, yeah, but Truffaut has a questionable taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, but yeah. Um, what was your? Uh... They belong here more than V. <laughs> That's it. Oh shit! I forget that you haven't seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Nope. Which might be when a future pick are you as well. Pick that one. Uh, what was your least favorite thing? My least favorite thing is, like I said, uh, Mark Michelle's performance. But I think that, um, like, I've been shitting it, like, a bit on the, the movie. Part of it is nitpicking because, obviously, like, the, the nature of this podcast is that we go in depth about the good yeah. things, the bad things of the movie. But I also think that, in a way, is that because we've done so many films with a French films with a similar style from the same era and the same family of directors. Yeah. That this not being up there with the others, it's kind of like that I have a, a very clear point of comparison. Yeah. You know, that if you showed me like an Indonesian movie that is like very Indonesian, let's say, <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to compare it to other things. So I'd be like completely surprised or whatever. But because like French, Such a lie. <laughs> no, like the, the the film that I uh, Malena uh, more than four acts or whatever that I it's like a Indonesian movie that I mm-hmm. watched with uh, Alex for the IF for the um, ADEF this mm-hmm. year. I was like Jesus Christ! Look, don't know where this movie is going because it's completely like I cultural have no, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like played in the Western style, but it's like that sounds so interesting. Appropriating Western for Indonesia. Yeah. So it's like even the visuals and like the landscapes are complete. Like I have to like just go with the movie, you know, mm. because I, I had no comparison to what the fuck is this kind of thing. <laughs> but with this is kind of like, and I have very fresh comparisons also of like discussing movies of yeah. the the style. So like I um, don't care. No, I no. picked it anyway. <laughs> no, like part a few of them have been mine as well. So like I'm not. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not like shitting on your picks let's say but i'm just saying that like i, I, I don't regret watching this it. pick <laughs> like i enjoy them don't get yeah. me wrong but i think that let's say if you had picked that first yeah i would have been more kind of surprised and yeah, kind of thing the like circular that. is just yeah. better than this even though like they're probably overall i love this more but there's just a lend along yeah <laughs> you know just forever and always and what was your least favorite thing I, oh, I already have. Them. What's your least favorite thing? Um, probably Michelle. Like, uh, I mean, it, he is a weak point, and even like he doesn't like stick out to me when I was watching it. Like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, and he is the thing that's really stopping it from being even better yeah, going than it to is. The other level, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that is. which is disappointing. But and if he was one of the other four guys, it would still be care. weak. But you wouldn't but care, wouldn't as, care much. as much. Yeah, yeah. Like because if they had the same level for that character, it's, it's like he's the pivotal guy. Mm. He's the focus. He's uh sorry, like uh, for ranting a bit. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Um, and it's kind of like sad that he like not to like demean Mark Michelle's other career, but it's sad that the others were actors as well and they didn't have a career really. Yeah. And he got to have a career when uh, he was young and pretty. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Well, maybe so uh, Sean Carodi got like an American citizenship and turned into Anthony Quinn. Yeah, that's obviously what happened. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it showed up as an Arab in Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, that was Le True. Yeah. Uh, next week's film is uh, is Ricardo's is Ricardo's pick. Okay. Uh, what are you picking, pick? Ricardo? Uh, my my next pick is uh, a second film from John Ford. Uh, with Jimmy Stewart? No, this is the... Yeah, this one has Jimmy Stewart, but the first one that we did with John Ford was uh, Henry Fonda. Mm-hmm. Because it was... Uh, um, my darling Clementine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Capra was. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just question. pointing out Jimmy Stewart. That's all. Uh, anyways, cool. Yeah, but like you said it like in a way that it's like recalling like <laughs> like if you didn't like Jimmy Stewart, I know that you didn't like him in uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, but like you we'll can't see. say that there's bad thing. Like Jimmy Stewart is a good actor. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> where can they find his recording? They can find, like, I'll do this, like, if I was John Wayne, you can find us oh, in no. at the rec game. No, uh, you can find us at the rec game on Twitter, the recommendation game on Facebook, the recommendation game at gmail.com uh, for emails. 
And then you can also follow us on Dublin Digital Radio and find uh, old episodes on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud. And if you want to support Irish Independent Radio, please donate to the Dublin Digital Radio Patreon. Uh, they do very good work, not only, uh, and I recommend watching, watching, listening to other mm, shows that they do. There's a vast array for all tastes. And uh, now that the referendum is also coming up, I'm sure that they'll have great. Um, but we're obviously impartial from. here. We're yeah. uh, no political views are ever uh, <laughs> forth on across our airwaves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I was Ornamentless. I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week.